The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. First Elder position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kyle Busch is going to victory lane. Everybody's going to feel like it's important because everybody probably right now feels like they have a shot to make the Final Four. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. Is family owned and made here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you as we get set to wrap up the West Coast Swing this weekend at Phoenix Raceway. Can't wait to get out to the Valley of the Sun. We'll have you covered with the Fan Shield 500 weekend coming up. But before we get out to Phoenix, we have matters to tend to here on today's show. We're going to go face-to-face with Joey Logano. Remember in the offseason where Team Penske had this big crew chief swap? Well, now Paul Wolf is Joey's crew chief. It's paying off quite well. They're second in the championship standings. We'll chat with Joey about Paul and also the Penske Games. That's a social media enterprise that you might want to check out. We'll also catch up with Joey about his three races so far in 2020 and a whole lot more. We'll also talk NASCAR Xfinity Series. Harrison Burton got his first career win of the series at the Auto Club Speedway on Saturday. He'll talk about that win, and we'll get to know the second-generation NASCAR driver a little better. For those of you that don't know, he's the son of Jeff Burton of NASCAR on NBC. We'll look back at Sunday's Auto Club 400 with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. We'll also preview this weekend's Fan Shield 500 at Phoenix Raceway. Plus, we'll hear from Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens. We've got another 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. And we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history. But to kick us off, Kim Kuhn is here to give us what's new and what's trending in the world of NASCAR. Kimmy? It was a big weekend for Hendrick Motorsports and Alex Bowman as the Tucson, Arizona native earned his second career Cup Series win in dominating fashion at the Auto Club Speedway Sunday. The win does come with consequences, however. Bowman will now be getting a tattoo of the number 88 somewhere on his body. Oh, man. One of my good buddies, Aaron Delepsy, uh, he's a drummer in Under Oath, drummer and backup vocals. He's in Paramore for a little while. It's kind of a big deal if you're into that scene. Um... We made a bet at Daytona. They were pretty much everybody from Under Oath was at Daytona. We made a bet that if I won, uh, we were getting 88 tattoos. And then it just never stopped. Uh, we've been talking about it for the last two weeks. Um, apparently, I have to get a neck tattoo, which I'm not real sure that that's really going to happen or not. But yeah, we're. Uh, Next time we're all together, I guess we're all going to get tattoos. Well, that should be fun. Bowman will be our featured one-on-one guest on NASCAR Live Race Day Sunday. In other news, NASCAR announced this week the new Gen 7 car that will debut in the 2021 season will have a massive change to the wheel well. Not only will the Gen 7 car have an 18-inch wheelbase compared to the now 15-inch radius, it will only have one center lug nut. Throughout history, five lug nuts have been on each wheel, which makes the new center lug nut a massive change. The car is still on schedule to be released in 2021. 
The truck series didn't race over the weekend, but they still were in the headlines. After Kyle Busch's win at Las Vegas in the truck series, Kyle Larson quote-tweeted Busch with three cherry emojis, seemingly signifying Busch was cherry-picking. Kevin Harvick tweeted Larson and said he would place a $50,000 bounty on any cup driver who would race in the truck series and beat Bush. Camping World RV and Outdoor CEO Marcus Limonis stepped up and matched the bounty with another 50K for a total of $100,000. Over the weekend, Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson both announced GMS Racing Woodfield trucks to compete against Kyle in three races, the first being Chase at Atlanta in a few weeks. Larson will compete at Homestead. Bush says he's not backing down from the challenge, but feels Larson has the best shot at it. Yeah, it's all good. I think it's going to be um, interesting, exciting, whatever you want to term it. Um, I guess cup drivers in truck series do sell tickets. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. I think it's a unique opportunity for uh, more attention on the series, which is good. Um, maybe if more drivers had more teams than um, had rides, then there would be something else there besides just myself. Um, but, you know, I, I don't remember who I told, but it was, um, you know, once Harvick kind of uh, put the, the idea out there, I was like, the guy that's really, really, really going to have a shot is going to be Larson and Homestead. So um, bring it on. Larson was careful to explain his cherry tweet was just a joke, but was happy with the result and thinks it's cool Harvick is stepping up to help out the other series. It was really a joke, and it wasn't, uh, I'm not offended when Kyle Busch wins truck races. I actually like it a lot because, um, you know, I feel like it, it helps expose the guys who are, you know, good um, and the ones who aren't as well. So it's more a, more of a dig at, you know, the NASCAR fans and, and dirt fans who give me crap also, but in a different series. Um, I guess uh, upset Harvick enough that, that he put a bounty up, which is which is cool. So um, I think it's great for the sport, great for the truck series. You know, Hopefully the ratings are even better uh, for these, these races coming up, and um, hopefully it's exciting too. So far, Elliott and Larson are the only two Cup Series drivers to take the bounty challenge. Others have talked about it but have not yet secured rides for Bush's remaining races. We'll see what happens at Atlanta in a few weeks. And that's what's trending in NASCAR Nation. For more on these stories and others, visit MRN.com. Thanks, Kim. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll look back at Sunday's Auto Club 400 with a NASCAR Live backtracks. And later, we'll hear from NASCAR Xfinity Series winner Harrison. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss, getting rid of old clothes, oh, my old bell-bottoms, scouring the grout in your shower, working out on that old stationary bike, and so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy, energy for hunkering down. We have an action-packed weekend coming up for you this weekend from Phoenix Raceway. Our coverage begins Friday when we'll give you two practice sessions for the NASCAR Cup Series, one at 3.30 Eastern, the other at 5.30 Eastern. You can catch those on MRN.com.
Saturday, we got another doubleheader for you as well. Got pole qualifying for the cup cars at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then we'll have the NASCAR Xfinity Series LS Tractor 200 Motor Racing Network coverage, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. That is on Saturday. And, of course, we're back on Sunday for race four of 2020 for the cup cars, the Fan Shield 500. Motor Racing Network on the air at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Sunday afternoon. We'll have this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. When it comes to weekends, we're always left wondering what to do. If only there was something exciting going on that everyone will enjoy. Then you want the full throttle excitement of the Fan Shield 500 Speed Fest coming to Phoenix Raceway March 6th through the 8th. You bring all your friends and family, and we'll bring the festival fun with camping, great food, and access to the infield and NASCAR garages. Get your seats now at phoenixraceway.com. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty. I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Wheeland would like to congratulate Alex Bowman and his number 88 Hendrick Motorsports pit crew for the win at Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. They are the Wheeland pit crew of the week. With 40 laps to go, Bowman brought his Chevrolet to the attention of his pit crew for the final time. Great day continues for Alex Bowman. Smooth stop, four tires and fuel, no adjustments. He's again had very little to complain about with this race car today. Been pretty happy with the overall balance. No adjustments there. Bowman down and away. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, the NASCAR Cup Series was racing in Southern California. In the Auto Club 400, there's some of the best in-car audio with this week's NASCAR Live Backtrack. 31st time we have raced here at the Auto Club Speedway. Green flag is in the air. Hey, Charles, coming at me. Do a good one here. Be ready. 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 Green, green. Well, Clint Boyer may have the lead. He's not pulling away. They maintain that three-wide position for second. Give the advantage to Jimmy Johnson. All the way down to the bottom through turns one and two. He slides up. He's right on the bumper of Clint Boyer. He's actually staying in line and pushing him to you. Two back. One back. Half back. Still half. Looking high. Looking high, you're fine. Still clear, man. You're all good. All the way up right here. The official leader at the stripe is Clint Boyer. Here comes Alex Bowman. Three wide for the lead again. We'll get there, man. Stay patient. Just the four of you. Clint's not going to be able to block both lanes, so just be smart about it. Clear to the wall. Contact is made. Hamlin got into the upper of Kyle Larson. I don't know how he saved it. Larson saved it from going off the wall and kept his foot on the throttle. He's two car lengths behind Denny Hamlin. The 11 pushes. We got right side into the fence. Inside the four. Yeah, he's, he's coming in here, looks like. Got a little bit of smoke. We had it pretty hard there. I can't tell. It's not down yet. We're on the uh, bottom three and four here. And uh, Kurt Busch was down in the way quickly. Uh, I have a hunch that he might have missed his pit box. Five, four, three. Right here, cut it, cut it, right here. Cut it, cut it, three, two, one. It was all off hand. Trying to get my life to stabilize. I looked up. I'm 48, not 88. 
We are seeing the driver that led the field of the green flag slow off turn number two. Dan Hubbard, did you see this? Did not see it develop. Clint Boyer was very, very slow in front of me. No body damage, at least to the right side of the machine, but it looks like the left rear might be down for Clint Boyer. Which one is it? Bring it to it. Left front, left front down, left front down. Hold your line, man. Hold your line. Hold your line, best can. Coming inside right there. Coming inside. Good to get out quick. Good to get out quick. Yellow, 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 yellow. Easy, man. Take it easy. Green and white. Checkered flag waving here on lap number 120. There it is. And there's Ryan Blaney under the green and white checkered flag. Stage two win to Ryan Blaney. Green checker. Finish up. How's your balance? So it's a little bit too loose. Make sure to two. Ryan Blaney has it wound up in the outside lane, but it's Martin Truex Jr. that hangs on to the top spot for now over Blaney. You're going to have to get me off this. Split or get going. Clear. Half that two in line. I can't run the key about him because I'm killing the splitter. Focus forward. Can't fix that now. Here in turn three, Blaney has a problem. Kyle Bush goes by. Blaney has a tire down. That car slides sideways. He's off the pace heading into the pit lane. Forward to go. Coming apart. Coming apart. Coming to you. Did you hear me? Yep. Gotcha. Come on to us. Here comes Tucson, Arizona's Alex Bowman up off turn number four. He'll look to the starter stand, checkered flag in the air, and Alex Bowman has won the Auto Club 400 at the Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. Bring it back to us, please. Nothing out back. Nice and easy off the floor here, bud. Yeah! 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 Thank you guys so much. It's amazing. Can't believe it. That's so awesome, Greg. Thank you so much. Nice work. Nice work, guys. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, second career win for Hendrick Motorsports driver Alex Bowman. Be sure to catch NASCAR Live Race Day this Sunday. It begins at 2.30 Eastern. Alex will be our featured one-on-one -on -one guest. We'll talk about Alex coming home to Arizona as NASCAR's most recent Cup Series winner and a whole lot more. Coming up on this show, NASCAR Live, we'll talk with the first-time winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Harrison Burton, and later, we're going... Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike and so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. Ripthefence.com. The Xfinity fastest lap of the race was turned in by Kyle Larson early in Sunday's Auto Club 400. It was 177.962 miles an hour. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Coming up next, we'll hear from Saturday's winner, Harrison Burton. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or WingNation.com. Or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. This is NASCAR Live. Apalapago to decide who wins in Fontana, California. It's Harrison Burton. Two car links over Riley Herbst. Another two back to Austin Sindrick. Last in Jeopard. Here comes Riley Herbst to the bottom. They're side by side for the lead in turn four. Riley Herbst all the way to the inside. The momentum on the high side for Harrison Burton. Burton hangs on to the advantage off turn number four in his 12th series start. In his first start here at Auto Club Speedway, Harrison Burton wins the production Alliance Group 300. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Saturday on the Motor Racing Network. Steve Post with the checkered flag call of career win number one for Harrison Burton in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. It was a successful day for Harrison Burton and Joe Gibbs Racing, keeping that JGR winning Xfinity Series legacy alive there in Southern California. Our Woody Kane had a chance to catch up with Harrison, chatting about his win at Auto Club Speedway and a whole lot more. The driver of the number 20 Dex Imaging Toyota Supra at Joe Gibbs Racing, Harrison Burton joins us now, and he leads the standings in the Xfinity Series after going to victory lane at Auto Club Speedway. Both of those got to sound great to you, don't they? Leading the standings and a first-time winner. Yeah, that's a great combination <laughs> to me. Hopefully we can keep the first one and uh, change it to a two-time winner here soon. My my team is all excited. You know, we we worked really hard for that, and, and it was good to get the year off with the with the right foot and not finish outside the top five for the first three races. We've got got a lot of stuff going for us in the in the right direction, but can't get complacent. We got to keep working and keep getting better, and I think that's kind of the the mindset of our team, and uh, that's what makes you know good teams great is the ability to win and keep working and keep improving and keep getting better, and uh, hopefully we can do that and we can uh, you know uh, make our make our owner Coach Gibbs proud. Speaking of working hard, you had a great battle toward the end of that race with Chase Briscoe, and then you had to hold off Riley Herbst, your teammate, coming up there late. Tell me about the closing laps of this one. It's one of those where uh, this is going on and that is going on. You can't just look out the front and focus on that, can you? No, absolutely not. It was the longest last segment of a race <laughs> I've ever been in, that's for sure. I had a great race with Chase Briscoe um, before that last little run with Riley, and I wish we could have finished that race. Chase, you know, had a, had an incident and spun out, but it was awesome. It was so fun to to race with him that way. He would, you know, just slide up in front of me, and I'd cross him back up, and 
um, it was a, it was a really really fun race and it was a good time. I was just happy to have a, a car that was as good as ours was, especially in the short run, uh, to where we could race so hard and and really push those guys to make mistakes. And um, I think that was that was the biggest turning point in our race was was our short run speed and our ability to just blast off after a restart and really get aggressive and go after them. Then we get to that burnout, and you used her up burning out there, and Regan Smith had to run down pit road to interview you and all that. But, uh, man, that, I mean, you, you're now part of not only a, a first-time win, but a meme where Regan Smith has to run over there and interview you. That, uh, yeah. That's got to be – I mean, if you're going to celebrate, do it right. Absolutely. you got to do it right. <laughs> you know, uh, luckily the engine was not hurt or nothing was really hurt. Uh, what happened was there's a kill switch. It's actually pretty embarrassing. What happened <laughs> is there's a kill switch on the steering wheels, um, for in case the throttle hangs you can press that and turn the car off really quick and i guess when i took my steering wheel off and put it on the dash to get out and celebrate with the fans uh i clicked that switch and Ugh. the the ecu was basically shut off so there's no <laughs> no uh yeah, no uh, no power to the ignition so uh couldn't get it going couldn't get it started up and i was not smart enough to just click that big red button sitting on my steering wheel and uh we pushed her to victory lane but we got there eventually and that's all that matters <laughs> How special was it for you to be able to have your whole family there? Your mom and your dad were there. Your sister was there. I mean, everybody knows your dad, Jeff Burton, a former cup driver, and uh, your mom hangs on your every move. I mean, my gosh, do you have to try and calm her down a little bit when you're the one driving the car? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'm worried about her up there, man. She's, she gets excited, but um, that was amazing. I, my sister has never really been there for a big win of mine. Um, she never – went you know she's she's always busy doing her own deal and, and working really hard she has a job now but now her job she gets to go to the racetrack and do hospitality for uh sponsors and stuff so she was there um actually with a sponsor of the the 22 car um working on that side and then uh then ran over to victory lane after her job was done and i got to celebrate with her and my mom and my dad and um, it was really cool for our family because they are uh, involved in it and they're in it and they understand what it's like and they've pushed me through hard times and uh, to get a win in front of all of them was really, really, really cool. You're still a, a relatively young guy at 19 years old and we talked about your dad being a cup driver. Have you ever had that moment where you go, oh, dad, what are you telling me that for? And then later come to realize, you know what, maybe he knew what he was talking about. Well, not about racing yet because I always listen to my dad about <laughs> racing because <laughs> because good plan <laughs> he was, uh really really good and he did a really good job when he was in cup cars and cup teams about leading his team and um and when I was young I man I thought I was really good you know when you're 11 years old mm -hmm. and running late models for the first time you're like oh what else is there for me to learn <laughs> and now I'm 19 and I still don't even know how much I mean it's crazy how much you learn every single weekend and yeah. and just listening to my dad talk about racing is is really cool for me to learn from him um outside of racing yeah man absolutely we I all do don't we moments right yeah, yeah we but all do I for some reason I was smart enough to listen to my dad and, and it came <laughs> to racing let's talk a little bit about going forward we're heading to Phoenix this coming weekend and everybody says it's a short track you had a top 10 there last year in a truck but the track is a mile long why do guys describe it as a short track well the the, the racing action there is is really good you got guys that are going to be um you know, kind of all around you at, at points and times. And um, the turns three and four now, especially, drive a lot like a short track. Uh, you get to one and two now, and it's it's like a mile and a half over there. The arrow is really, really important to get clean air. Um, 
But one and two, it's a, it's a harder breaking corner. Uh, you got guys that downshift down there to get RPMs uh, back higher. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just that level of aggression can go up on a short track and you can make some moves that maybe you couldn't on a mile and a half or two-mile racetrack. And um, the fans love it. So it's a great racetrack, and, and it's one of my favorite racetracks to go to. That's first-time winner in the Xfinity Series, Harrison Burton. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we're going to go face-to-face with Team Penske driver Joey Logano and later... Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. And it all demand Detroit. We go face-to-face with Joey Logano next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina, is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee Beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live over the weekend in Southern California. Our Kim Kuhn had a chance to catch up with Las Vegas winner Joey Logano. It's this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Joey Logano, the only chase contender coming in who had never won in Phoenix, and now he's changed that. He wins today in the can I saw where Mario Andretti congratulated you on Twitter for the win. When you read something like that, how does it make you feel? Mario Andretti to me is like the coolest guy in the world. So to me, that is very special. Um, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to get to see him a few times a year. And I'm just a Mario Andretti fan. Um, how can you not be? Uh, you know, and the number one coolest thing that I have ever received, like coolest gift, if you want to call it that, is when I won the day 2500, Mario sent me a picture of him when he won the Daytona 500 and he signed it to me and he said finally another Italian won the Daytona 500 
And to this day, that sits right next to the trophy that, that I have at home. And I think that is just the coolest thing because he's a legend. Like, I mean, every, you don't have to know anything about racing and you know who Mario and Duddy is, right? You know who Richard Petty is. You know who Dale Earnhardt is. You know who Jeff Gordon is. Like, those seem like the, the ones in America that people know. No matter who you are, if you never watched a race and know nothing, you know those names because they're iconic. Um, you know, and, and rightfully so, they should be. Uh, they, they've all earned that that right. And so, you know, when Mario is able to, you know, someone that's won Indy 500 and Daytona 500s and Formula One races and, you know, just amazing what he's been able to do. So I just think it's cool he knows who I am. Like when I see him, he's like, hey, Joey. I'm like, you know my name? Oh, my God. You geek out a little bit? Oh, totally geek out. Totally geek out. <laughs> you mentioned there's still some learning curve with the new team, but... Is there anything in the last couple of weeks that you've learned about Paul Wolf that you didn't know before? Um, there's been a few um, things. You know, his intensity level and his desire uh, to win is is um, more extreme than I thought, which I love. Like, I love that. I'm fiery, obviously, and and he's got a lot of he's got some fire inside of him. Uh, you know, and he doesn't show it publicly. Um, very much because he's he's very quietly. I always say he has a quiet intensity. You know, there's not a lot of words coming out of him, but you can tell his wheels are spinning 100 miles an hour in there. Uh, you know, so there's not a lot of wasted words is what I'd say about it, Paul. He's uh, he, he thinks everything out, and then you know everything he says, he has a, a real good reasoning behind it, or his questions are very in depth of, of where he's trying to go with a car or something. And um, that's been a lot of fun, you know, to kind of learn that dynamic. Uh, you know, we've been able to work together pretty well uh, because of that. Um, you know, and, and, and obviously you get to know each other the more you open up, right? But I've known him for years. We just worked at a distance, right, as another – at Team Penske but on another team. Um, but now, obviously, we've – you know, you let the guard down. You talk to each other more. You get to know each other, um, you know, and we have a lot of similarities, you know. So um, then enough differences that I think makes us a strong team. A lot of changes to the schedule this season. What are you most looking forward to? Um, then the different schedule stuff. Oh man, uh, you know, doubleheader Pocono keeps coming to mind uh, on how that's going to work out. Uh, I'm excited about seeing that probably the most, uh, and how we're just going to get through that weekend. That, that's probably the, what stands out the most to me. Um, you know, final regular season race in Daytona. That's going to be pretty neat. Um, I'm glad we got a win early. <laughs> uh, but boy, that just for the race fans and for race teams, you're never out of it. Like. You know, before, if you get to when it was Richmond, like, you know, there's only certain cars that, that usually have a chance to win a race like Richmond, um, you know, and, and, you know, Indy, like it was last year. Uh, you know, most of the time, you know, the, the best cars are going to win those races. They're, they're big races. Their handling comes into play. The best teams win. Uh, at Daytona, most of the time, the best teams win. I'll say that most of the time. Best teams and drivers really do it. But. We've also seen where there's so many crashes, and every now and again, you know, maybe one out of 10 or one out of 15 races, there's an underdog story that comes out ahead. Uh, and it could be that time, and that might be the one race that bumps somebody out of the playoffs, and, you know, that, that would you expect to be in and, and put the underdog in the playoffs, you know. And that can happen the last race before the playoffs start. How crazy. So uh, I think that's a cool, cool uh, thing that NASCAR did there. Talking about being thankful you won early and then possibly 
people being bumped out of the playoffs with Daytona as the kind of regular season finale. Does a win this early change anything strategically for you and the team? Do you kind of take a breath? Can you take a breath? No, it's too early to take a breath. Uh, you you got to keep attacking here early in the game. Um, you know, yeah, is it nice to be in the playoffs? Of course it is. Like, I mean, that's, that's nice. And you can, I guess, maybe, you know, just relax a little bit from, from that standpoint. But we've seen throughout, you know, last couple of years with this new playoff system, how each point really can add up. Um, whether it's playoff points, um, you know, or regular season points that equal into playoff points at the end of 26 races. Um, you know, each, each position, whether it's stages or, or finishing, can be the difference of getting to, you know, racing in Phoenix at the end of the year for a championship or not. It, we've seen it plenty of times come down to one point. Um, you know, last year we were one win away during the regular season of racing for a championship in Miami. Uh, instead, we weren't. And it's pretty easy to go back and look at where we've given up six, seven, eight, you know, playoff points throughout the year. Boy, that would have been the difference. Um, does that mean we would have won the championship? No, who, who knows? But we would have had a shot at it. And because of that, it makes you think of all these races leading up to it that can be the difference. I saw where this is going to be the last season of the Penske Games. Mm. Bummer. But is there anything you can let us in on in terms of stuff you guys have filmed so far? Yeah, um... Probably the most fun that we had was we played dodgeball, and dodgeball is just a fun game. But then they put these—I uh, don't know what you call them—like drunk goggles or something. You put them on, you can't see anything. Like you're like pretty much blind. Everything is all in a different spot. And we played dodgeball with the with the drunk goggles. And, How did you not get nauseous? Yeah, um, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, it's pretty dumb. Whoever decided that that was okay for all of Penske's drivers to be walking around not being able to see throwing dodgeballs and running into things. That wasn't a smart move because we really can't control ourselves because it's a competitive environment and you just you, know, you click into this gear that we're going to win. But you can't see what you're doing. You're running into each other. And uh, I bet it's hilarious. No one got hurt. So that's, that's good. good. So it worked out. So whoever's idea it was that, that maybe I'm thinking it wasn't the smartest, they're off the hook because no one got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um might be why we're not doing the Penske games again. <laughs> not sure. But uh, uh, that's probably the most fun. We did some other things, too. Other uh, other games that were fun. But uh, that one probably stood out the most. Penske has quite the roster of drivers. Looking oh, at yeah. all of the drivers that run for Penske across all motorsports, which one do you feel like you have the most in common with? Probably Newgarden. Um, Justin Newgarden. Um, although he spells his name different than the way I spell mine. Yeah, he spells it with an F. I That's not why you guys have... I, and, and for the longest time... No, we have more in common yeah. than our name, Joseph. But I give him a hard time because I tell him, like, you know, weren't you born in America? Like, why do you spell Joseph <laughs> with an F? Uh, but but um, usually what ends up happening is during the free time, he is the other ultra-competitive person there that uh, we end up playing ping pong, and they yell at us over and over again because we're way too loud. Because um, we're screaming and yelling at each other. <laughs> so, you guys are the ones getting reprimanded. Oh, all the time. We're like the two biggest kids there. So um, that's probably uh, the one I have the most in common with. Um, you know, and 
The other part of it I think we have in common is that he's able to flip a gear, you know, kind of like me. We can enjoy it and have fun, but then you can tell that he's very intense behind the the wheel of a race car, and um, he's very in tune with with the business side of the sport as well. Uh, And I think that's pretty cool just to kind of see that dynamic. So I think we have a lot in common from that standpoint. You and I have talked a lot recently about the upcoming addition to the Logano family. Mm. What do you think is the most important thing you've learned about yourself becoming a father um boy that's that's a loaded question because there's so much um you know obviously your perspective changes um that's an obvious uh you know and i think that's probably helped me more on the racing side than than a lot of of things um you know when you don't let your job define who you are uh you know it really kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off um, you know, obviously I'm still passionate and I'm still aggressive and I still love what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make who make me who I am. Um, you know, so I think that's the biggest thing to where you're able to you know go out there and do your thing. And then you're able to just go home and, and do what's most important, which is being a father and, and a husband and, and doing all the, those things. So, um, you know, sometimes doing your job is being a good husband and father too but uh you know being able to kind of just flip the gear better from from one to the other and uh and knowing on a bad day that you know life's still great that that has still got you know a great family that loves me and uh and able to, to do that so um like i said i love what i do i love racing i love what i do but it's not it's not the number one thing to me uh, anymore and i think that's probably what's changed me and, and for the better if you ask me that's Joey Logano and our Kim Kuhn in this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll preview this weekend's Fan Shield 500 at Phoenix Raceway. And later, we'll get the crew chief's perspective with Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. Third time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. We'll preview this weekend's Fan Shield 500 at Phoenix next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Hey guys, this is Corey LaJoy. 
Join me and my two friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott, on Sunday Money. Every week as we talk a little NASCAR racing, a little nonsense, but mostly bicker with each other. I had a Super Bowl party, and neither of you showed up. <laughs> we get along okay sometimes. Yeah. I say it's 50-50. I think the hairspray just seeps through his cranium into his brain. <sighs> throws off his... I'm regretting being here. No topic is off limits, so come join our conversation every week on Sunday Money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find your podcast. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for hanging out with us on this week's NASCAR Live. Coming up this weekend, we're headed out west. We're going to the Valley of the Sun, just outside of Phoenix Raceway. There's a new short track package in use this weekend. And for more on that, here's MRN's Kyle Rickey. While a lot of attention this week at Phoenix will be focused on the championship race being moved there and what teams can learn from this race that will apply later this year, there's another change at Phoenix. A new short track package debuting for the first time in 2020. Stuart Haas Racing's Eric Almarola is up for trying anything that will help make the short track racing better. You know, I think it could make a lot of difference. I think it certainly could make the racing better. Um, I, I feel like NASCAR has really achieved a, a pretty good package for the intermediates to where it's a lot more racy. The, car, the cars are closer together, the competition's tighter, um, and, and so now on the short track, we kind of lost that. We had that with the 2018 package where the races were awesome and we were, you know, we were racing side by side and passing for the lead and all that, and then as we got more downforce, um, the cars were more gripped up to the racetrack, and, and then it was a little bit more challenging to pass this year. So I feel like the, the marriage of the two now, we're having the high downforce, high drag on the intermediates, but then the low downforce on the short tracks is really going to be good uh, for our season and for those short track races. Teammate Kevin Harvick echoes those feelings and says this could help SHR dramatically. Whether you know the tires have changed a little bit since 2018, um, you know the cars very similar to what we had in, in 2018. That was a you know a great year for us at, at Stuart Haas Racing and. and you know, for us, we have a different car even than, than we had in 2018 with, with the Mustang um, now. So, you know, there are, everybody's got differences. Chevrolet's got a new car. Um, you know, Toyota's probably the only one that's got, you know, got the same car. But, you know, there are enough changes that it's going to be different. But I think with the, the lower downforce, obviously with the higher downforce, I don't, I think it's pretty common knowledge at this point that everybody knew we needed a change uh, on those short tracks. And for us, that's a good thing because I felt like our short track program and our road course stuff was probably the weak point of, of what we had last year. So, you know, I think as, as we go forward, um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that point to a lot of uh, bright spots for us is, that could be positives, but like you say, you never know until you get into it. But, it, you know, I think it's, gonna, it's definitely going to create better racing than what we had last year. Teammate and rookie contender Cole Custer is hoping the package makes the cars closer to what the Xfinity cars were like. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the short tracks. I think the changes that they made probably for the aero side of it is going to help the racing a lot from what it seems like from last year. But at the same time, I mean, uh, it's still going to be a little bit new to me, but um, it'll be closer to what the Xfinity cars were last year. So I think I'm really looking forward to that and seeing, you know, what the short track package is going to be like. I think it's it is something that I can probably adapt to a little bit better just since it's probably going to be a little bit more similar, though. 
Kurt Busch breaks down why getting the racing right at short tracks is such a big deal. The easiest way for our race fans to digest it is that at the short tracks where we have less speed, we're going to have hardly any downforce. So the slower the track, the more we're going to be sliding around. The faster the track, the more the cars are going to stick. Uh, other than Daytona Talladega, sure. that's different restrictor plate rules there. But just think of it as size of track. The smaller it is, the more they're going to be slip sliding around. Just it's going to keep us jumping around a lot. And I'd love to see the same rule package work at all tracks, but it just won't put on the good show that we need to, to have with the side by side racing. If the short track package produces the desired effect, Phoenix race fans should be in for a treat come Sunday. Thank you, Kyle. Going to definitely be a handful for those teams to get their arm around, but they do have some history going back a couple of years. We'll see how all this shakes out together. For a little more on this week's Fan Shield 500 at Phoenix, Dylan Welch spoke with Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens. For the first time in a while, going to the track that is going to decide the championship before we get to it, uh, what is the importance of Phoenix just to prepare yourself for the end of the year? Well, it's extremely important. Um, the biggest thing is so much has changed. We have the new old aero package, I guess. Um, but when we had that, they weren't spraying the track with the PJ1, and, and now they've even changed the spray from last time, and it's a different tire combination. So, I mean, we're all kind of scratching our heads um, trying to figure out what's going to be best there and how the track's going to change with laps and, and what line's going to be best. As good as the Gibbs cars have been, as good as you guys in the 18 camp have been there, um, does that give you any reassurance despite all of that going there next week? Sure. I mean, the biggest thing is we know what we're looking for. Um, now, whether we can find it, and if we can find it in short order, or if we unload with it, you know, um, is, remains to be seen. But uh, Kyle knows exactly what he's looking for to get around Phoenix. And it, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're never going to find it. You have to stumble across it. So um, the chances of us being able to find it are pretty good. But uh, the better we unload, the better we'll be. Short tracks, I think, as a whole have, have been one of your guys' strong suits just as, a, as an organization. What do you like about what your cars do there that has allowed you guys to have some success? Well, I think the most critical thing is, uh, it, you know, a couple of our drivers really came up through the short track ranks, you know, um, Kyle and Denny for sure. So they were able to push the program in ways that maybe somebody that didn't have that background could. Um, and they do such a good job communicating and working together. That elevates all of us. Um, but, uh, you know, just over the years, we've been really able to probably get our cars to turn a little bit better. Um, and when you have that, you know, you can go back and secure your entry and secure your exit. But uh, they're so good at managing that compromise um, and, and really walking that fine line of uh, having it one side or the other. Is it early or is it too early in the year to try some things for the championship race in Phoenix? I mean, obviously you're not there yet, but... How do you balance, you know, going after a race win and, and maybe trying some things for, for the championship race? I think because there's so much stuff that is new, everybody is trying something. Um, if, if we had gone there with a good baseline and, and known what we had, and then you could branch off. But we're kind of going in blind anyway, so it kind of feels like we're all trying something. Um, last thing, what do you think of your driver's bounty in the truck series? I haven't put a lot of thought into it. Um, it's very interesting. Um, I understand how it kind of escalated quickly there. Um, I'm not really on Twitter, but I've kind of kept up on the fringes here. But, uh, you know, I, I really like Harvick's point that just because he makes it look easy doesn't mean it's easy. You know, he's put so much into that program and developing those trucks and those teams and those, and those personnel. Like how many drivers have come up through the ranks that he has picked, that he has found, and that he has, you know, taught and mentored 
and same thing with the crew guys. And uh, it's such a, an impressive undertaking, and he's done it so well that it just makes it look like he's going down there and cherry picking. But he's really proven out his equipment and, and um, you know, helping bring sponsors in and, and proven out his people. And um, he gets to gather some trophies along the way. So it's going to be fun to watch, I can tell you that. Um, hopefully it doesn't cause any undue stress to uh, affect the rest of the weekend. That's Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens. Still to come on NASCAR Live, this weekend's race at Phoenix could be the most important of the regular season. We'll explain why next and later. We'll have 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. This portion of NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This weekend's race could be the most important race of the regular season. We'll tell you why next, and we'll also hear from Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and others. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Looking to sweep the race weekend here at ISM Raceway. Brings out Skittles Toyota off of turn two for the final time. He leads into turn three. Well, he was rock solid all day long. And for the 52nd time in his career, Kyle Busch is going to victory lane as he picks up the win in the Ticket Guardian 500 at ISM Raceway. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded last year at Phoenix Raceway. Kyle Busch going back to Gatorade Victory Lane. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend, the NASCAR Cup Series is racing at Phoenix yet again. And for the first time in NASCAR history, 
Phoenix will be hosting the final race of the year. All the teams will be looking for whatever they can find to make their second 2020 trip to Phoenix as good as possible. You could say that this weekend's race is a bit of a testing ground for these teams. The decision was made that in 2020, we will end our season here at ISM Raceway and our championship, our champion will be crowned, our NASCAR Cup champion will be crowned here at ISM. Kyle Busch is going to victory lane. Everybody's going to feel like it's important because everybody probably right now feels like they have a shot to make the Final Four because it's so early in the season. So there should be an added emphasis um, by people to go out there and learn a few things, try a few things, and get themselves ready for, um, you know, the end of the year being at the final race. Joey Logano has a cushion of about a car length. And a- yeah, I think everyone looks at, you know, Phoenix 1 now being maybe the most important race, especially early in the season. Because it's going to be where you're racing for a championship, possibly. So you need to, um, you know, really learn as much as possible. You want to have a strong run there. You want to learn from your mistakes there more than anywhere. Make sure you're clear um, about everything when you're done with the race, you know. And definitely one of those tracks that you'll spend more time afterwards um, dissecting on, you know, every little piece of it because that's what's going to be um you know the, the biggest race of the year charlotte north carolina's william byron he's got the top spot on yeah it's gonna be a lot different i think um going there and kind of being the last test before we have to go there for the championship race i feel like it's gonna um you're gonna be trying a lot of things i think throughout the the weekend to try to you know see what you can hit on um you know but we kind of know the guys that have been good there the last couple of years and you're gonna have to probably beat the 18 the 11 and 19 there so um should be the usual contenders i guess but it'll be diff- definitely different being the last race kind of before you go back there checkered flag in the air and martin tricks jr wins the fa- there's no guarantees if you run good in the first race you run good in the second one you know what i mean but i think a lot of guys are definitely going to be focused on what they can do there and, and you know it's definitely unique going to that track twice i, I not, don't necessarily like that i mean i like that homestead was a one-off deal um but yeah i mean uh you know, a lot of guys will be putting a lot of effort in to see where they stand. Motor Racing Network's coverage of the Fan Shield 500 begins at 2.30 Eastern this Sunday. Coming up next, we'll have 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson, and we'll look at this week in NASCAR history. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, official partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. When was the last time you read the Constitution? Specifically Article 1, Section 2. The Founding Fathers thought it was critical to count the population every 10 years so that congressional representation would be based on facts. And it also helps inform how billions in funding are spent every year. The census is our opportunity to be heard. And if you think about it, our civic duty. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. This is 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Hailing from El Cajon, California, Jimmy recalls traveling to Phoenix Raceway with his father. For me, my first time there was for an off-road race. My dad was a mechanic on an off-road buggy, and they used the infield to put on an off-road race. Um, So that was my first time there. I can recall going in the uh, mid-90s when I was a a driver for Chevrolet and their off-road trucks, 
the truck series, NASCAR truck series was just coming along. And I thought I had my big moment to drive one. I was giving rides um, in the morning prior to the race in a two-seat truck. Uh, so I remember going there with great excitement and optimism to uh, you know, drive on, on the asphalt for the first time. So I do have some early memories um, going there and watching. But the first time I ever raced there was, I guess, the, the Bush Series in 2000. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Before we wrap up this week's show, Susie Armstrong is standing at the ready with this week in NASCAR history. Thanks, Mike. This week, we engage the flux capacitor and flash back to 1985. Glenn Fry burns up the airwaves with the hit single, The Heat Is On. Sybil Shepard and relatively unknown actor Bruce Willis star as private eyes in ABC's debut of the hit series, Moonlighting. And the late Neil Bonnet was focused on his day job at The Rock, edging out handsome Harry Gant for the win in the Carolina 500. Neil Bonnet had a good run on the bottom of the racetrack coming out of turn number two, but Gant had the spot covered. Into turn number three for the final one time. Harry Gant, the score bandit Chevrolet, with Neil Bonnet on the inside trying to get by. Bonnet's got one last shot as they slam together. Coming out of the corner, they are door-to-door racing to the line. Who is it going to be? Boy, that one is close, but it looked like Neil Bonnet by just inches as they crossed the stripe and head off into turn number one. 1991. Oliver Stone revives the 60s with the release of the biographical film The Doors, starring extreme method actor Val Kilmer as the late Jim Morrison. Storman Norman Schwarzkopf met with Iraqi generals to discuss a ceasefire in the Gulf War. And Kyle Petty was under fire all day, leading 380 of 492 laps to claim the GM Goodwrench 500 checkers at Rockingham. To the Hamlet Grandstand waving their brightly colored hats as Kyle Petty streaks by for the final time down to the bottom of turn three. He's on his way off the corner. Five hours ago at the start of the broadcast, Kyle Petty said, I like Rockingham. He likes it a whole lot more right now as he wins the Goodwrench 500. He'll do it by a second over Ken Schrader, who finishes in second. 2013, 19-year-old communications major Filthy Frank uploaded a 30-second dancing video launching the Harlem Shake craze across America. Crime drama series NCIS locks CBS atop the ratings roster, and Carl Edwards was number one in the desert, driving the Subway Ford to domination in the Subway Fresh Fit 500 at Phoenix Raceway. Up front and pulling away and seeing the checkered flag, and that winless streak is over. Carl Edwards has won here at the Phoenix International Raceway. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And our thanks also to Joey Logano for joining us on this week's show. Also, our thanks to Harrison Burton and Adam Stevens. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for being with us as well. We'll talk to you next week when we're chatting about the Fan Shield 500 at Phoenix and looking forward to our next trip to the racetrack. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.